0: You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. It's Jim Simcoe. Welcome to the Make Life Epic Podcast. I am Jim Simcoe. Hope you're having a fantastic day, and I'm really excited for you to uh, sit in on this episode. Pretty quick episode today, just some random stream of consciousness stuff that's come up recently I wanted to share. Um, It's a gorgeous day here in San Diego. I feel like I always say that, but unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, unfortunately, it, fortunately, it's actually really true. It's, uh, it's about seven at night, I'm still in my office, uh, walk around on my rug in my bare feet, which I recommend to anybody, if you have a rug in your office, walk around on your bare feet occasionally, it's pretty cool. I've just got back from CrossFit, it's my late night of work, so I'll go home soon after this and uh, say goodnight to the girls, and uh, that'll be that. But anyway, so what I wanna talk today about, or what I wanna talk about today is all about leading with your heart. And I want to, this came up, this topic kind of came up uh, for a couple of reasons. It came up unexpectedly. Um, It's always been in the back of my mind, but it kind of came up unexpectedly yesterday. Something happened yesterday, so I want to tell you a little bit about that. And um, I just think that leading with your heart is such a key component to living an epic life, and it's really, really uh, crucial. And I find that in my life, the times that I've led with my heart, things have gone really, really well. And the times that I haven't led with my heart, they've gone uh, pretty bad. If I make a decision based purely on my head and uh, when it's a big topic, it usually doesn't go well. And if I do it based on my heart, it usually goes, you know, pretty decently. So anyway, so let me tell you about how this came up. So yesterday, I'm driving a CrossFit. It's a long weekend, you know, it's Easter weekend. I did nothing this weekend. You know, we had a huge birthday party for myself and my youngest daughter. Um, So I did nothing but eat sugar, eat chocolate, go to bed late, and just eat kind of not really good healthy food all weekend, like most people do on, on Easter. And so like I was really excited to go to CrossFit because I knew even though the workout would be really hard, I knew that it was something that I needed. So anyway, and if anybody who knows me knows that I show up everywhere super early. So even though CrossFit doesn't start till 4.30, I usually show up by 10 past four, 4.15 the latest. So, so I'm driving down the road, and I'm about to take a left-hand turn to go towards my CrossFit place, and this woman in an opposite lane uh, swerves out and hits my car, and hits the front of my car, and then I'm kind of drags, you know, her car drags against the back end of my car. So you know, pretty loud, pretty surprising, um, and so like I see, you know, she's behind me, and I'm turning left, and you know, the car's still drivable. So I'm like motioning with my hand, saying, you know, with my blinker on, saying, "Hey, follow me." So I think that she's following me. I pull over, and I get out of my car and I start looking at the damage, and 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 then I look back to see where she is, and she's not behind me. And so I'm like, "All right, well, what happened? Where did she go?" So I get back in my car and I start driving down the road again, and I'm looking for her, and I can't find her. So I'm like, "All right, great, you know, like my car's all messed up, like I have." Gonna go to CrossFit and just uh, you know I'll deal with this later on, and this guy pulls me over and he and he says, "Look, I got you know I got the license plate of the woman who hit you. I saw the whole thing. She swerved out. She hit you. I pulled up to her at the next light. You know she had a kid in the car. She looked all freaked out. I asked her why did you hit that guy. Uh, she didn't say anything, and then she just took off. And he's like, "Well, so she left. So you know, just a clear case of hit and run. Uh, I wasn't hurt, but it was you know a case of hit and run. So." Later on, you know, go to CrossFit, come back. go um, uh, Later on that night, I'm debating on what to do because I've got a couple of people saying, hey, you need to file a police report. And when they said that, I looked up online what it meant for a hit and run, like a non-accident hit and run. And in, and in California, according to the law, if someone is convicted of a non-accident, or excuse me, a non-injury hit and run, They can get a fine from like a thousand bucks to 10,000 bucks and they can spend six months in jail. And I was like, Jesus, do I really want to put that level of hurt on somebody um, and really, you know, kind of fuck up their life that badly uh, without, uh, uh, you know, since I didn't get hurt and it's just my car. So I'm like, okay, well. I don't really know what to do. So I posted it on Facebook. And so I post on Facebook, explained the whole situation. And I asked people for advice and it was really interesting. I got about 60 comments on my wall, six zero. And I've got some friends I went to high school with who are lawyers and they posted their thoughts and, you know, everyone posted their thoughts. Some people were like, yeah, you definitely have to file a police report. Other people were like, no. Um, some people were like, see if you can find her another way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then Tom Kelly from Sola Yoga, uh, a guy who I love, who is a former um, Self Realization Fellowship monk, and he's just a Renaissance man, a hero man walking amongst us. Um, He wrote something. He basically said to the effect of, you know, whatever you do, lead with love, and you know, sprinkle a little bit of love onto what you're doing, and and you know, maybe approach it from that angle first rather than just. Um, doing what some of these other people said. And, and I, really took, I really took that to heart and really started thinking about that, about like leading from love or going with my heart and leading with my heart. And, and so, what, so then after that, what I did was I called my friend who's a cop, a retired cop. And I said, look, is she really going to get in that much trouble if I file a police report? Is there any chance of her going to jail? And he was like, no, she's not going to go to jail. Um, you know, you know so, so at the end of the day, I decided to follow my heart. And I actually filed a police report. And one of the main reasons I filed the police report is because I didn't want her to, you know, knowing that she probably wasn't going to get arrested and she wasn't going to have to go to jail. I did want her to take care of and be responsible for what she did to me in my car. I also thought it wasn't super cool for her to, for her to, you know, to just take off like that. And then I've got some other personal things where, you know, I really want to be able to be somebody who stands up for themselves as much as possible. So I felt like it was a good exercise for me. So long and short of it is I filed a police report, called my insurance company, blah, 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 blah. But what was really interesting were the Facebook comments that I got from a variety of different people and and really sifting through that and had so many people say, like, just file the report, you know, don't worry about her, you know, just you got to file a report, blah, blah, blah. And it would have been very easy for me to just do that because that's the move that made sense was to file a report without checking anything out with my cop friend first to see if you know she, how it would affect her or what have you, and uh, and I didn't. I wanted to really take Tom Kelly's advice to heart uh, from Solo Yoga, uh, who's actually blessed one of my kids when she was born, um, and so I really did that. I, I really tried to lead with my heart and say like, okay, what do I want to you know, like coming from my pers- from the perspective of my heart, what I really feel deeply um, inspired to do in this situation. What is the thing that would make me feel the best? And what is the thing that's going to make me sleep at night? And that was to call my friend, the cop, to get his opinion before I filed the police report, which is what I do. So the point here is, is that I think for all of us, we're faced with things like this on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And yeah, it's probably not always going to be a car accident or something like, you know, something of that, of that nature, but it's going to be something where you're put in a situation where you have to make a decision. Do I follow my head on this or do I follow my heart? And do I lead with my head or do I lead with my heart? And I would say I'd highly suggest that in most matters on big decisions, you should lead with your heart. Now, on small stuff, you know, like where are you going to lunch tomorrow? You know what do you want to pack for uh, this vacation you take? And then yeah, you should lead with your you know lead with your head. But I do believe with when it comes to big decisions, you should lead with your heart. And the advice that I would give you is is that you know what in in a situation like this, when you're faced with something like this, what would your true best self do? So the absolute best version of yourself, what would they what would that person do? And the way I think about it is like if I'm, you know, trying to be this Renaissance man and really trying to live an epic life, and I see somebody like Tom Kelly who's largely leading an epic life, and you know he's he's you know a former monk. I look, I think of it as like, well, what would Tom do? What would what would my monk do? Like, because I think of Tom as being like you know um, you know uh, uh, a past monk. So what would your monk do? What would your true self, true best self, have you do? And I think that is a question that when you ask that question, it's very, very important and can really give you some insight into um, what makes sense for you, what doesn't make sense for you. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is when you're faced with a big decision like that is to think about, is to recognize when you're in your head or when you're in your heart. And the person who absolutely infuriates me with this and drives me nuts but is always right is my wife, because I'll be telling her something about why I'm doing something at work or why I'm doing something, you know, with a friend or what have you, and she'll say, "Well, you're making that decision. You're with your head. You're not making it with your heart. So I'm not really going to listen to it." And I'll be like, "What the, you know, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about?" And then she will systematically destroy my logic and destroy uh, what I'm saying and, and prove to me that it's coming from. Um, either a place of fear or it's coming from my head and not my heart, which is, you know, for any of you guys out there who are married, um, it's pretty demoralizing when your wife just rips you apart, makes a ton of sense. And you don't really have a leg to stand on. That seems to happen to me on a regular basis. Um, I would say five to 10 times a day, maybe it seems like, but, uh, but it's true. And she's totally right. She's totally right. And I think one of the reasons that. Uh, I was meant to marry her was that she was going to get me through a lot of this stuff. So I think it's important to recognize when, your head, when you're in your head or when you're in your heart and like, am I leading with my head right now? Am I making that decision with my head or am I making it with my heart? Now, a key part of this is to recognize that there are many decisions in your life that you do need to make with your head and you can't always make every decision with your heart. Okay, but it's very, very important to recognize when you are doing it, when are you in your head and when are you in your heart, okay? So that's the second thing. The third thing, which is I think very important to being able to lead with your heart is that you have to be okay with bucking convention. So you have to be okay with bucking society and going against the norms. Okay, so I'll give you one deep end of the pool, really important example. And I'll give you one really silly, stupid example. Deep end of the pool, really important example is Rosa Parks, right? So Rosa Parks led with her heart. She was committed to not sitting at the back of the bus. She did not give a fuck what anyone else thought. She was leading with a heart. She was all in on on that. And she was totally okay with bucking convention. Totally, totally, totally okay with that. No problem at all, right? And that's a perfect example of somebody leading with their heart, being okay with bucking convention and going against societal norms. You have to be able to do that. It's impossible to lead with your heart without doing that because so many people are afraid to lead with their hearts so they wanna drag you down with them. So you have to be okay with saying, you know what? I don't give a fuck what society thinks. I'm gonna do it the way I wanna do it because I'm leading with my heart. Now, there's your important, really awesome example. Now I'm gonna give you a stupid example. I, as a 46-year-old man with a wife and two kids, absolutely love wearing tank tops. It is the dumbest thing in the world, and I'm sure I look stupid in them, but I don't care. Ever since I was a kid, I have liked wearing tank tops. Uh, I wish I was wearing a tank top right now, but I'm in a t-shirt. I would wear tank tops every day of the year. I would wear them to church. I would wear them to work. I would wear them to anywhere. I think that there's never a bad time to wear a tank top except maybe in the shower. It's probably the only time I wouldn't wear a tank top. Now, that being said, again, 46-year-old guy in a tank top who is, I would say, moderately fit depending on how much chocolate I've had that day. Um, I know that I probably don't look that you know, fantastic at tank tops, but here's the thing, I don't give a shit. I love wearing tank tops, I love them. I love them the way I love 80s music, the way I love you know, Elvis, the way I love the chili peppers, the way I love surfing, the way I love eating fish tacos. I love tank tops and I will shoot that, I will shout that down from the rooftops any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So I don't care if other people don't like it. I don't care if my if it, you know, if my wife is sometimes embarrassed to go places with me cuz I have a tank top on. I really don't. And that's my small way of bucking convention <clears throat> and leading with my heart is that I want to do it. I'm not afraid of looking stupid and it's in my heart to do that and so I'm going to do it. So on a side note for any of you out there who are, you know, tank top people, that's fantastic. I applaud you. And we must stand together, my brothers and sisters, because there's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with wearing tank tops on a regular basis, in my opinion. That is the third thing. So bucking convention. The fourth thing is that when you're faced with a big decision, doesn't matter what it is, moving across country, asking somebody out. Uh, deciding on where your kids are gonna go to school, making a career change, I don't care what it is, but whenever possible, try and lead with your heart, okay? Try not to make those decisions with your head, try and make them with your heart. What does you, What is your heart driving you to do? I can tell you from my own experience, every time I make a decision with my heart, it usually ends up being good. And a lot of times if I make a decision with my head, and disregard my heart, it ends up being bad. As an example, and I've talked about this before, several years ago, I had a group out of New Zealand give me $15 million to do um, some green, um, green home development in the US, uh, and against my, my heart, my heart was telling me these are not the right guys to work with, and I'm not gonna like this, and it's not gonna go well. My head was saying, hey, if I do this, I'll be a millionaire in two years and my family will be set. Well, long story short, five months later I gave the money back to them, I couldn't stand working with them and uh, it ended up being a complete waste of of time even though I made some good money in the short term, it just ended up not being a great deal for me at all. So the fourth thing here is to make the big calls, make them with your heart. Make them, start with your heart, always make them with your heart, okay? Which leads me into the fifth and final thing in terms of leading with your heart. And that is to be cool with failing as long as your motivation is pure. So what I mean by that is be cool with failing as long as your motivation is pure in the sense that uh, the Dalai Lama wrote this in The Art of Happiness. He basically said, look, whatever you do, if your motivation is pure, then there are no bad outcomes. And think about that. If your motivation is pure, there are no bad outcomes. So he's not saying you might not—you know—you're not, you know, not going to fail. What he's saying is, even if you fail, it's probably going to be okay. And I know for a fact that that to be true is that if your, motivations is, are, you know, if your motivations are pure, there really aren't any bad outcomes, even if you do fail. I failed a thousand times. I have failed. So many times in my life, I can't even count them straight. But I would say that the ones that I failed where my motivations were pure, they they don't tend to stick. They don't tend to be really impactful and bad. And I can also say that most of the time that being okay with failure because my because, because my motivations were pure, they've led to some really cool things, like my wife. I met, and I've talked about this before, I met my wife because I was reading the Dalai Lama book and it said, your motivations are pure. And so I asked out this girl that I'd met on the street. And I really didn't think she was going to say yes because I thought she was moving in with her boyfriend. But I said, you know what? I'm interested in her. My motivation is pure. I'm not just trying to have sex with her. Uh, I do actually want to get to know her. And, uh, and she said yes and you know we dated and blah, 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 we're married now, I've been married for almost 14 years. So if your motivations are pure, there really aren't any bad outcomes. But you gotta be cool with failing um, uh, as long as your motivations are pure. So those are the five things I would highly recommend leading with your heart. This is uh, something that just, again, came up from the car accident and came up, and I think it's just an important topic for all of us. Part of leading an epic life is really having no regrets, and I think big part of having no regrets is being able to lead with your heart. So those are my five things. Um, and in closing, I would ask, I'm going to absolutely pimp myself out here and grovel for some iTunes reviews. I looked at it recently, and I think that although I get a lot of emails um, for all you guys saying that, you know, you like the show or whatever, if you could, uh, if you could put a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I'm actually getting some B epic, um, bumper stickers made. So I'll make this deal with you. If you put a, uh, a review on iTunes, no matter what you say, I will send you a B epic bumper sticker, which is, you know, based on history, I'm, you know, this, this is a bumper sticker that 10 years from now it's probably going to be worth at least a dollar, you know, probably even more, maybe a dollar 50. So you can't go wrong. They're really cool. Uh, be Epic bumper stickers. Maybe I'll even put them in the show notes so you can see what they look like, but I will send you a bumper sticker if you put a review on here. And then the other thing I wanted to mention too, is I've got this really cool program coming out in a few months and it's, it's called the hero's journey. And it's going to be a, Uh, a weekend event of transformation, but it's gonna be very much unlike any other self-development or personal development thing you've ever been to. It's, uh, if you think of like like going to the CrossFit Games and a Chili Peppers concert with a Tony Robbins seminar right in the middle of it, this is kind of gonna be kind of what it's like. Uh, It's gonna be really, you know, I'm pretty stoked about it. I've got a lot of people helping me uh, create it. So I'll give you more insight into that, but it's gonna be called The Hero's Journey. Uh, so we're going to have a whole thing about that. So I'll get more information out to you. So thank you so much for checking in on the podcast. I'll be recording another one soon. Hope you have a fantastic day, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for checking out the Make Life Epic podcast. Check us out online at makelifeepic.com, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Look forward to talking to you soon.